Welcome Wargamers, join your hosts, Falco and Monty, two Canadian wargaming enthusiasts, as we explore all aspects of tabletop wargaming. We roll dice, talk tactics, share hobby hacks, and explore new tabletop systems, all on the Trident Wargaming Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. I am joined with Arthur from Charging from Deep Strike Studios. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you very much for having me, Mr. Bill. Oh, you're welcome, you're welcome. Today's kind of going to be a little bit of a, a double dose of an episode. Uh, we're talking a little bit of 40k and then we'll talk a little bit of 30k later. And uh, I guess kicking things off... Um, Hobby-wise, what's uh, something you've been working on or some cool stuff you've seen lately? Well, I have been slowly picking away at getting the rest of this tournament list ready, right? So we got we got an up-and-coming event uh, the next two weekends, and I'm hoping to bring home at least one best-painted trophy. That's my goal. So this last week, I've been, like, polishing up a display board. I've been, like, doing odds and ends, making sure, like, nothing's been shipped, adding final highlights. Oh, you know, this little piece could be crisper doing that and i think this is the first time i've ever gone to an event and actually like had time you know a week two weeks in advance to sit down and really dig through my shit yeah so uh i got a display board i'll show you a, a picture here and i'm just super excited to get it out there i spent a lot of time i really cut my teeth on uh, using like weathering powders in this army and that that's a whole other thing that i've never really delved into and i'm just an amateur at you know, as, as we talk hobby stuff and we talk, like, techniques, everyone gets into the hobby. They're like, oh, man, glowing eyes. I'm going to try some OSL. And then you start doing, you know, oh, that non-metal metallic. Maybe I'll try some of that. And there, there's always something new. So for this this army, it's been using weathering powders. Yeah, no, that's, that is true. Everybody... What about yourself, Bill? What are you working on? Uh, well, it's... Kind of been a little bit of a mixed bag um, for me. I've been pumping out a lot of terrain. Um, I've got a uh, farewell to Horus Heresy event kind of planned for the weekend where I'm doing a couple extra pieces. Uh, we're going to end up running a 4 by 18 uh, foot table. And uh, it's supposed to be 6 for 6. So it'll be uh, 30k of 30k. Uh, or by 18 feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it'll be it'll be good. Three tables slammed together basically, and uh, for one single Just, showdown. And heretics versus traitors, dawn of war. Let's go. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, sorry, loyalists versus loyalists, traitors, heretics versus yeah. traitors. <laughs> yeah, loyalists versus traitors. Um, it's it's going to be pretty legit, I think. You know, when we talk, because I actually didn't get a chance to play much actual heresy. I, I always looked at it, you know, from a few feet away. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. If this, if this is your event to end Horus Heresy 1.0, yeah. who's going to come out on top? The loyalists or the traitors? Is one, like, objectively better than the other? No. Um, neither side is better than the other. It kind of depends on the era in which the books came out, I guess is the best way to say um, just okay. because as the books progressed, the black books, uh, they got a little bit of codex creep in them, right? And the next book was better, and the legions started to really get a little more flavorful. 
which is refreshing because 2.0's revamped everybody and it feels very much like they're playing to the fluff of their legion now uh which is i think a a really big thing a big positive for the system as a whole so this this new box it comes out uh this this saturday right no uh the 18th the 18th okay so next saturday next saturday yeah. oh that's good i was worried i was worried i wouldn't have time to fucking crack it and you know put it together day of but i'll have time yeah uh so it comes out next saturday people are already like saying like i'm gonna play this legion i'm gonna play this legion and one of the things I've done is I've started to like start following Emperor's Children hashtags, Emperor's yeah. Children this, and I've even started like doing testers about how I want to do, you know, uh, my model. And I'll throw a picture of that too, just so you guys can see. Uh, I went on pretty extreme with some highlights because, you know, I can't remember who originally taught me this. They said you got to go up to twelve before you can dial it back down to eight. Uh, and so that's what I was trying to go for. And I'm worried, like, is it too pink? Will it look good after it's been like weathered and 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 varnished and all that? Yeah, uh, it, it's a fine balance between highlighting and and blowing your color scheme off. It's true. It's true. It's true. But uh, there there is a certain risk and reward uh, element to doing color uh, schemes that are a little bit more out of the norm, right? You get uh, a lot more table presence, I think. So even if they are a little extreme. Uh, Empress children they that's all that's what they're all about right so yeah, it definitely plays into their uh, their lore their fluff yeah so I'm gonna be trying out a whole bunch of different purples and pinks I'm gonna try out the scale I'm gonna try out Vallejo I'll, I'll try army painter if, if army painter has the best purple pink uh, paint I'll 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 use it I fear they got some you know, some cool speed paints I'm not really into that but if, I'm going to try out every purple-pink mix there is until I find the one that is the most Emperor's Children for me. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Emperor's Children, hey? I guess, Emperor's Children. I guess while we're, while we're talking heresy, we may as well continue with heresy. Um, fuck it, let's just roll with it. What led you to the Emperor's Children? You know what? What what, what or, made that Legion reach out to you to want to play for 2.0? Well, taking it back to 1.0, because when I when I really got into 40k back in like 6th and 7th edition, I was playing uh, originally Chaos Space Marines when I got back in, and then I, I, I wanted to fucking... Uh, I started painting purple, and someone's like, hey man, that that's a Legion, that's Emperor's Children, and I was like, is it? And I started digging through the books and found out that I was accidentally painting some Emperor's Children. I had stumbled upon this cool color scheme of purple and gold. And then I found out there was this whole other set of rules for an entirely different game called Horus Heresy. Yeah. So I went out and I bought, like, you know, some relic tanks and some specific mark armor. And I, I, built, I built everything. I never actually got into the Heresy. I was using it for 40k as, like, a... Um, is actually playing them as loyalists, you know, the ultimate heresy right there. But I, I fell in love with the color scheme first. And then once I started reading the rules, that they were perfectionists, like martial prowess. Yeah. Um, they, they did everything better than, than everyone else, or at least they thought they did, right? They held themselves to that standard. I fell in love with that too, because I feel that pretty deeply. <laughs> oh, uh, awesome. And from there, I've just... You know, kind of branched. Uh, I I love the Palantine Blades models. 
Um, the only time I went to the LVO, I had some Palatine Blades done up as part of a Skyhammer. There was rules for 40k at the time uh, where you could bring drop pods in, I think maybe turn one. But you had to have some Assault dudes and some Dev dudes, and uh, it was just incredibly nutty rules, the stuff they could do. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, like maybe they could charge at a Deep Strike or something, something goofy uh, for, for the addition of the time. And the Palatine Blades were just so fucking cool. And then those Terminators, man, they, uh, the the Phoenix Terminators, yeah. just beautiful models. So, to be honest, kind of like Fulgrim, I, I was sucked in by the beauty of something. No, that's that's pretty fair to say. I think out of the range of available, like for all the Legion upgrades, Empress Children probably have some of the nicest kits out there, uh, just in terms of detail alone. Like the filigree and everything built into the armor is just, it is over the top. It, it's so perfect for their legion. It's, uh, yeah, the sculptor did an awesome job on the kit. You know, for, from a design standpoint, absolutely. And whoever was doing the painting, they nailed it too. Yeah. Um, and when I was come, when I decided I was going to play Heresy 2.0, I, do we have a better name for that? Is it just Heresy 2.0? Like, does anyone call it something else? Uh, there's been rumors of the Nuge Testament. Um, the the one guy who helped do some of the work, he's no longer at Forge World, but he uh he definitely had a big hand in it, and that's kind of the name that's been getting thrown around a little bit. Um, the Nuge Testament. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, well, because uh, Alan Bly did the original stuff, and a lot but, of the black books are called the Bible. But he passed away, right? He did. Yeah, he did. So, 2018 or so. Yeah, the studio took over and ended up, uh, you know, kind of carrying on the torch. But it, uh, you know, was never was never quite the quite the same. So this, I think, is a real uh, revamp towards. I think what the overall feel of uh, the heresy is going to be about. Um, just going through a lot of those uh, YouTube reviews that some of the other channels have done and listening yeah. to the way that the armies are being built or geared towards the play. It's it's definitely interesting. Um, a lot of refreshing changes, a lot of stuff that uh, is so fresh and new. It it's the same game but it's a whole it's a whole different ball game. Uh, I think the reactions are gonna be nothing short of like Game-changing, really. So. Uh, I want to just roll it back here for a sec. I want to yeah. talk about the Nuge Testament. Yeah. And uh, I, I wasn't sure that I wanted to play Emperor's Children when I was coming into it. Like, I thought I did, yeah. but I've, I've already I've already done purple, right? Like, I wanted to be, you know, test myself on something else. And I looked at a whole bunch of these other armies, and what is there, 18 legions? Yeah. They're all amazing. They've done truly something special with, with Forge World here. And I was actually drawn to the Dark Angels when we talk about models. They got just some some absolutely beautiful models. Yeah, no, that is true. Those, they do. The the Inner Circle, the in, Interemptor Squad, the that Praetor. That Praetor is one of the coolest Praetors. Yeah. But I didn't want to fucking paint black. Not again. <laughs> no, true, black is a black is a fickle color, man. It really is. I mean, I, I did a whole Sisters of Battle army. Like, I'm talking like 5,000 points of non-metal metallic black. Yeah. It's it's fun to do, but it's I've already done that. So I humbled it hard, and I eventually did settle back on the Emperor's Children. 
Now, you've played many Heresy Armies. Oh, you've played several. Space Wolves, yep. Word Bearers, Iron Warriors. Yeah. Uh, is, is that all, pretty that's much? It. Yeah, that's it for me. Now, as we're going into the Nuge Testament, Heresy 2.0, are you ramping up for something new, or are you continuing on with what you've already done? I'm going to be continuing on with my Word Bearers uh, to start. They're not quite 100% done yet, and I really want to um, just round that list out, get it finished up to 3K, have something that uh, I can actively play like uh, locally. There's a few other Word Bearer players starting. There's a few... Ultramoon players floating around, so there's a lot of opportunity, I think, later down the road to bang out some Kelp games and Zone Mortalis, um, you know, missions and stuff. So I'd like to get them finished. The Iron Warriors are calling my name. I'd love to go jump into them right now, but I know if I start down that path that the Word Bears, they won't get touched. So guess, It'll never get finished. No. No. I'll get sucked in, and it'll just be, it'll be bad. Because there's... I've got a lot of stuff painted right now. I still have a lot of stuff that I need to paint. And there's probably at least another 3 or 4K backlog. It's just... It's it's crazy. And yeah, I just know it'll happen. I'll be loving it. I'll want to start painting all my Iron Warrior stuff. Which is easy enough to do. But it's just... It's time I could push to get that other Legion like fully done. So, Yeah, good for you for sticking to that commitment, right? That's yeah. that's no, no. Otherwise, you'll just have the biggest pile of shame you'll never return to. And that's kind of that's kind of the crazy thing with how a lot of shit's been going on, right? Is that pile of shame? Nothing wrong with having one, but you got to start dealing with it at some point. And it's amazing how fast things build up now within your collection or the storage area, stuff like that, right? Um, you know, getting together the last few weekends off track, but, uh, you know, I've had a lot of people come by and help me busting out some terrain, getting things built, ready for the event. There's a lot of terrain to go around and I'm still going through totes and I'm finding more. And I was like, man, I, I don't remember buying this thing, but okay. You know, and it's just like, oof. you have, you end up amassing more than you think you do. And, uh, you only have so much time in a day to build it and you know paint and play and everything else so it's just like oh wow like keep up on it and it's not as bad little uh little daily chore i've seen some people uh busting out an hour a day hobby hour Working a day. On that backlog. yep and uh you know they crank out eventually and get it done but hour a day isn't bad if you can give yourself that hobby wise i think you're uh i think you're doing it doing it right that way so Feel that, man. I've been, uh, throughout getting ready for this up-and-coming tournament season, I've been doing at least an hour a day. Just just a little bit, right? Yeah. A little bit, a little bit gets together there. Uh, one, of my, one of my friends is an author, and uh, his, his go-to saying is, a page a day is a book a year. I don't know how we can translate that to a painted army a year, but an hour a day will definitely curl that backlog. Yeah, it is. Well, an hour a day, it's an infantry model done a day there's only so much infantry you can take you get it <laughs> you'd be surprised you'd, you'd be get, surprised well that's true that's true but you will get it done eventually it just takes time so when we're talking about heresy yeah if uh 
Well, let's, let's talk. I don't know. Like, where where do you start? We're we're building an army. When we're when you're when you're getting new into it, like I am. When you're experienced, like you. Eventually, I'm going to need to put three K together. And obviously, we don't have the rules yet. But when we do, do I sit down? Do I build three K? Do I look at the coolest models and say I want to fuck with that? Do I start with a right of war? Like, what's the best way to get into to full scale games here? I think, personally, the the best way to progress into that 3K level is to definitely look at a style of gameplay that you are attracted to. So be it shooting or combat and learning on how the missions work. And if there's a right of war that can complement your style of play, start to build around the right of war. Um, there are some that kind of give you a lot of tactical flexibility where you can kind of excel at both. You're jack of all trades, essentially. Um, it's really it's really up to you how you want to run. But there are rights of war out there that can help, uh, you know, accentuate that that style you want to go with. And when, once you go there, it's, it's honestly as much flavor as you want to add to your force, be it, you know, uh, these models rule of cool, these models are cool, I want them. These models are cool and they perform on the tabletop. That's even better. Uh, there's just there's a lot of ways to uh, approach it. Definitely uh, the biggest one is gaming too. Cranking out a ton of games. ton of games. Like play 10 games with one list and, you know, figure out kind of what that list does well or what it doesn't. And then if you want to change stuff, then you can slowly start to tweak in and out and... I know with 1.0, for the longest time, we, uh, well, myself anyways, I, I built a lot of uh, armies with flashcards. This is before kind of Battlescribe was really taken off. And uh, all my units, I could change in and out with these flashcards because I made point for point uh, ways to like options, right? To be able to trade in and out and change my list depending on point levels, depending on how I wanted to play. And it, it took a while, but after... After, you know, 10, 12, 15 games, I really started to see what units I liked, what units I was taking the most, and tried to kind of clobber together this massive infantry with artillery and guns and shock troops, right, to make my own kind of narrative. So it uh, it definitely will take a little bit of time to figure out how you want it to be. It's a lot to take in there. <laughs> I, I think I'm... I, I'm partially on that, you know. I, I've done some research. Yeah. Um. Where I mean, okay, here's how far we're done. I'm playing Emperor's Children, yeah. and I'm gonna play the Maruscara. Am I saying that right, Maruscara? Yeah. The Right of War. That's the Emperor's Children specific one. Yeah. It's a surgical strike. They got some new rules with uh, 30k here. So, uh, as, as someone who's never played 30k before, I thought it was so cool that there were these rights of war. That if you wanted to have a certain type of like army list, you had to build your whole army around this type of list, right? Yeah. It's like a it's like a, a specialist attachment. That is a great game design standpoint. Yeah. And you know, all all the legions have their own now, which is super cool. But uh, I've been reading up on this this rights of war, the Maruscara, and I've decided this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this work somehow. I've been reading up on the Emperor's Children special rules. So if I understand it, their gimmick is when they charge, they get plus one initiative. Yeah. Um, 
And as I'm reading that, I remember, oh man, this is back to like 7th edition core rules. We have initiative. It's not just charge first, fight first. That's true, yeah. So a basic marine has what? Initiative 4? Yeah. And when you charge, you don't get an initiative bonus. No. But if you make a disorder charge, or if you charge through difficult terrain, you don't have grenades, you can lose initiative. That one, whereas um, if you were running through... Uh, difficult, dangerous, if you didn't have grenades, stuff like that, yeah, you could end up striking at initiative one. Right. Man, I miss these old school rules that just aren't present in 40k anymore. Yeah. Things like initiative. Like, the, the fight's first fight last thing that's going on in 40k right now is such a shit show. Like, you gotta do some 4D chess to start figuring out, okay, who actually gets to fight, and who's eligible to interrupt, and when can I yeah. use my dudes, and um, except wait, now we're into the second step, so the defender gets to pick one first. Like, I hate that. Let's go back to initiative, and I love that Horus Heresy's doing that. So Emperor's Children, is nice, yeah. they, they get plus one initiative on the charge, and they have a reaction. This is like their, their particular reaction, where when they get charged, they can leadership check and then charge the charger. Whoever rolls higher or something like that is, is what I understand what's going on. So like a counter charge, basically. Pretty much. And then guess what? I got the initiative, baby. I'm one up on you. It's true. Yeah. That so I'm really true. excited about that. Um, and and because I actually don't know these models, there's some restrictions on this this right of war for the Maruscara, yeah. where I can't have anyone that's heavy, slow, or bombard. Oh, okay. So uh, I, I can pick up to four units as elite troops or fast attack, and they can make... Um, a uh, some sort of like outflank uh, assault, like a flanking assault or a subterranean assault, but they auto come in. We don't got to roll for reserves, so it's like the perfect surgical flanking maneuver. Nice. That's that's their whole shtick. But they can't be slow, so I guess I got to pick out like oh well, that means I can't use certain types of terminators, right? You can't use the Tartaros. You'd have to use the other one. Uh, the the Cataphracti, yeah, you'd have to use Tartaros instead because Cataphracti are heavy, I believe. Okay, that, that's how that works, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just so excited about that. I'm going to build a force around this. I'm going to build a, a combat Emperor's Children force. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to make it work. I, I don't know what that looks like right now, but that's the goal. Well, that's awesome. I, I don't think anyone really knows what what anything's going to look like, really. Um, the game being so, I guess, revitalized in that sense the in-game actual meta is going to change quite a bit. And I, I don't mean meta like um, competitively or anything like that. It's just, you know, we everyone knows that Primarchs are really good. They know that Terminator squads with Primarchs and Spartans are good too. I, I, you know, everyone knows the Death Star works well. I'm kind of afraid things might devolve to where it's just, you know... Um, Spartan football, and it's just everyone's got a Spartan with a Death Star and a Primark inside. I'm hoping that it's going to be a little bit more interesting lists. Uh, I would definitely like to, you know, play to some of the Legion strengths that I have. Um, don't get me wrong, like Galvorback are looking pretty sweet for Word Bears. I'd like to rock them out. A Spartan would be nice to transport in, but I don't know. I, I kind of want to run something a little bit different too, so. 
No, no, no. Let, let's do this. Let's do uh, Spartans full of big swaths of Terminators of Primarchs and charge me so I can charge you and get plus one initiative. I love this game. Let's play Spartan football. That's true. Well, there there will be plenty, I'm sure, uh, to fall into that uh, into that style of play. I, I think what you're getting at, though, is uh, it the game hasn't been solved because it's new. No, yeah. There's no optimal choice, and like you know, competitive meta aside, the competitive meta always trickles down into you know even garage hammer, beer hammers, semi comp. No. Uh, people start figuring out, oh man, thunderbolts are good, so now everyone plays two thunderbolts or. Yeah. Oh man, quad mortar uh, cannons are good, and everyone starts playing a bunch of those. And I don't even play Horus Heresy, but I know that both of those were problem units at one point in time, right? Yeah, as they came through, as they exactly. came through, it'll it'll all trickle down. But that's, that's I, the biggest thing. What is the? Uh, obviously, you've been doing some reading. Word bearers, what's what's their their shenanigans? What are they up to? What's their abilities? Their main one is basically not uh, being able to have their leadership reduced to lower than six. Okay, which, yeah, which seem, seems... it, it seems kind of lackluster. But you got to think, uh, regular tactical squads are leadership seven. The sergeant makes them eight. Uh, so, like, if you lose by two, okay, you know, like, yeah, you need a six. But if you're losing more than that, it's it's going to be a nasty roll. At least they're kind of capped at six, like the old stubborn. Um, they also auto win or they get plus one combat resolution if the um, combats are a draw. Okay, so they, they win on the draw. Yeah. And we're talking like if regular attack marines are slapping regular attack marines, it's, you yeah. know, math says it should be a draw, barring some abysmal rolling or maybe the it's... sergeant that's all kitted out somehow. Exactly. And actually, when I first kind of read and looked at the. Uh looked at those rules i was like that's kind of trash man i don't like that at all talking with dan a little bit starting to go through it he's like well think about it man he's like how many times have you charged squads with terminators and you just completely whiff your roles are horrendous uh you're not you know you're not getting getting any joy and you totally whiff and you end up tying a combat with say a bunch of marines that you should have just blown through if you're that guy playing the marines you're gonna win that combat and you might even sweep those terminators for like it's just innately built into your army which is pretty good i was like that is pretty good didn't really quite consider that so it's uh it's going to be interesting i think combat will be the big uh deciding factor and i think because everything seems to move a lot faster and gets bonuses to charging i think it's the pendulum's kind of swung. It used to be really strong, like shooting game wise, and now it's slowly starting to swing back to combat. And I, I think it'll still be in a good place because shooting is always strong in 40k or 30k. Any, let's be real, any tabletop game, shooting is always going to be very strong, right? So it's, it'll be interesting to see how everything kind of uh, develops from here. I like a mechanic where combat is king yeah. because it's hard to get into. Anyone can shoot. You can draw a line of sight. You can kite. Like shooting is easy, and it's yeah. always going to be good. Uh, but combat should be visceral. It should be deadly. It should be uh, like you know, high risk, high reward. And yeah. I hope one of the good things, and with the changes from from seventh to eighth, and eighth to ninth in Warhammer 40k, is that combat is king right now. 
some of the deadliest units are doing it in combat. And, you know, there's some good shooting units too, Tyranids and Venom Cannons and all that stuff. But the deadliest stuff, the most consistent stuff, is combat. Uh, and part of that was because they shrunk the board up. Yeah. Which, like, you know, whatever. Um, but hopefully you're right. Hopefully that... And uh, if they're going to come out with match play and for, for 30k, and I, I assume there will, that's a lot of money to be making on books, and from some of this it looks like they're going to. If they start putting objectives kind of in the middle and forcing you to get on those, yeah, combat will be king, uh, which is good. Yeah, there, there's a little bit of a talk there on the Goonhammer review. They kind of mention um, open and match play in there, and I, I'm kind of hoping that's that's legit. I'd really like to see there be clear cut kind of. This is like the box that you can play in if this is the style of game you want to play, and I like having. I guess a way to differentiate between the two. Um, sometimes, you know, it can get a little bit skewed on what's narrative, what's not. And that comes really down to interpretation. What's narrative to you isn't to me or vice versa. And at least if there's some clear definitive lines of, hey, this is what's cool and allowed. This is what's considered match play. I think it'll put a lot of, uh, a lot of issues to rest, I think, with overall gaming because now you can start to allocate and play the game based on rules that the game yeah. made for right like are we playing mash play okay let's 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 yeah. play mash play we're we playing open play all right let's play oh like it's yeah. it is entirely different yeah. um absolutely one of the things that i hope doesn't come into horus heresy is secondaries uh, so I I I love the rules for seventh, and everyone always gives me a, a little bit of flack when I say that, and they're like, "Well, don't you remember uh, detachments and formations uh, that were broke as fuck?" Yeah, everyone always throws that in my face, <laughs> uh, and you know that's fine. The formations they were they were problematic. I'll give you that one for free, yeah. but the core rules of seventh, barring the psychic phase. We're fundamentally better than ninth. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll I'll stick to it. The the weapon skill chart, the ballistic skill chart. I would even say the cover system was better because they don't like doing this uh, this math of like, okay, plus one, minus one, plus three, minus two, armor of contempt, cover. Like it's that's just the math before you get to the math. Yeah, it it gets a little heavy. It really does. So the, the core rules of Seventh, they were simple, but they were complex, and they were deep, and they had special rules, um, which is something I'm so looking forward to. You can flip to a glossary. It says, okay, these guys are fearless. And there's not, you know, 27 codexes of a different, slightly different fearless rule that has a slightly different interaction. Yeah. This is fearless except for when it's not, except for when the sky is blue and the orcs are in red vehicles, and then it's super fearless. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's... That's no, that that's probably one of the most appealing things of heresy, uh, to me. Like from playing both systems, is there is a lot of layers to the game, but across the board, all the legions, legion specific, they all share the generic like army list. That bolter's a bolter, a lasgun's a lasgun. Like you got it all. I shouldn't say last gun, last cannon, but um, all the weapons are the same. 
all the Iron Halos do Iron Halo 4 Plus. That's that's what we know, right? It's not the Eye of Mangoth, and you're like, the fuck does that do? And you're like, oh, it's a 4 Plus invulnerable save. All right, right? Like it's, but that's kind of how 40k is for me, anyways. Guys are telling me, you know, a lot of the uh, items that they're using, and I'm like. Cool, man. You you can tell me anything because I'll probably believe you. The 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 well, the books are so crazy, right? They really are. It's just and you know, like I don't I don't want to shit on forty k. I love forty k. Yeah. Uh, what they've fun. done with the codexes is they've they've made them all awesome, and it feels good unless you're playing one wins chaos space marines, which still managed to clap my cheeks the other day. You're you're still like your book feels cool, and your guys feel powerful. But they could have done it in a better way. They could have, for sure. So the things I'm most excited for when we're talking about Horus Heresy and rules is going back to 7th edition, but improved. So they've gone away with the psychic phase. Yeah. And one of the critiques of 7th edition was that it wasn't reactive enough. That like when it's the other person's turn, you're just staring there rolling dice. When 8th came along, they tried to address that with stratagems. Yeah. But... Stratagems never really solved the itch. You know, you had one or two, and it wasn't reactive. Like, didn't really feel like that. Maybe you had a defensive thing you could rotate, but it's it's not that reactive. No. This reaction stuff they have going on with Heresy, if someone, uh, it, like, everyone has Interceptor, for example. No. Uh, you know, Overwatch is very powerful. Uh you have movement reactions. If someone gets too close, I'll just move away. That is becoming the closest thing to a, a very tactical war game of, of, you know, you have to really carefully consider what someone else might do. Yeah. You can't just age a Sigmar to turn them, oh, I got to go twice in a row, suck it. Like, yeah. it's, it's seeming like it's going to be so reactive, and that's probably the coolest thing that's coming out. It, it feels very much, yeah. It, it feels very much like it's going to be in a in a very good place. Um, I, I think everybody's kind of felt that. Uh, sometimes, yeah, you're just there. Sometimes you don't even get to roll dice, man. Depending on what you're getting shot with, you're just pulling models off, and you're like, "Fuck, man, is it my turn yet?" Like, kind well, of. Well, hold on. Blown off the table, man. Right. I mean, it depends. Do you have a four up invol if we're talking forty k? Because half the game is four up invols now. Yeah, it's true. It's like, do you have a four bin bolt? No? Okay, pick your models up. Yeah, pick them up. You're like, shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it, it's interesting. Um yeah, I just yeah, Heresy's gonna be a really good place. I, I think I think you taking the plunge to jump and check out two point is gonna be it'll be worth its weight in gold, honestly. Uh between now, the community and everyone we've got going on, it's it's gonna be great. Now, they did update the weapon skill chart. Have you seen it yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I know Eldar, or Emperor's Children, Eldar, Eldar's Children, Emperor's Children, they got these sonic shriekers you can give for your dudes. And when you're charged, or uh, if you charge someone, you can give someone a minus one to hit on... Uh... How powerful is that? That's super powerful. That's super powerful. Like, the way the chart is now... Four on four, it's fours. But if you're minus one to hit, it's going to be fives. Uh, four on five is fives. Weapon skill five, I think, is going to be the new, like, big daddy level where if you're not weapon skill five, you ain't shit. You know, like, you, you're you you're going to be in a bad place. So, 
you need to try and figure out ways to either maximize uh, weapon skill five units uh, to try and deal with these other ones or rely on shooting or rely on larger squad sizes. Now, if you're adding your shriekers into that too, you're potentially turning fives into sixes. Like that's, that's nasty, man. Now, if I can get this, I'm going to take those Phoenix Terminators. We're going to throw a Phoenix Warden in them. Yep. I think that's like a, it's like a Praetor from what I understand or something close. Uh, and they have these skill unmatched. You get to pick one of three options. Uh, okay. You have a guard, a strike, or a fury. And one of them is, uh, if you have this special rule, you can increase your weapon skill by one. Absolutely. Uh, but you have you take one less attack. No problem. That's probably the best one right there. Increase your weapon skill for, for... by one. Yeah, so there's one for striking and one for guarding. So one one are hitting you, and one when you're hitting someone else. So hear me out. Big fuck off squad of Phoenix Terminators. Yeah. Sonic Shriekers in them. And then someone charges me? Well, if I don't get the charge on them, then I'll take the charge. And if I'm not fighting first, I'll hit him with a perfect guard. You know, assuming we're the same weapon skill, because we probably are. Those Your, your fours turn to fives. Yeah. And now you're dealing with Shriekers. Those fives are sixes. Yeah, that'd be nasty to deal with. Yeah, that could be really good. Could be really good. Even, uh, yeah, even weapon skill five. You turn the tide enough where I think, I think you could do some good damage. Definitely blunt someone else's charge, right? Totally. And then you know they maybe they have their. Big Terminators are like... It, I mean, to be fair, if something's charging a big Phoenix squad of Terminators, they gotta be pretty killy. Like, yeah. Right, so... Yeah. Typically, uh, strength only attacks strength in 30k. You don't, you don't usually fuck around unless you're bringing the heat, so... Yeah, shoot the, shoot the fighty ones and fight the shooty ones. Don't fight the fighty ones. That'll fuck your day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Some orc logic for you. Yep. No, that's that's good logic. <clears throat> the old I, I'm, the super, <laughs> I'm super excited to go back to these 7th edition rules. When, I, when I'm looking through the data sheet here of, uh, of like, Fulgrim or, or some of these other Terminators, they just have the list of special rules. And yeah. I, I know exactly what that does because it's all the same. God, I love that. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. Well, that's true. So we'll we'll see how all that plays out. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious what they're going to do with terrain rules. Have you seen anything for that? I haven't delved hard into a lot of the terrain rules. From what I remember, I'm I'm trying to recall. It seemed very similar to what it is now for Heresy. Okay, so back to like if you're in. Ruins, it's a four up, but it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, you can do ruins, um, you know, uh, difficult, dangerous terrain. De difficult and dangerous definitely has changed a little bit, though. I don't believe you can actually take any armor saves against it, just invulnerable. But you can take invuls, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so once you get hit, like, if you're getting hit, you're getting hit, and you're probably dying. So, which I might have to rethink my plan. Like, I'm in 30k, I'm like one of the most frugal uh guys when it comes to vehicles i don't buy dozer blades and i just think they're rubbish but now i might have to rethink that plan because dangerous terrain might be too dangerous 
picking up your Spartan because you rolled through some uh, craters without thinking about it. <laughs> that would yeah. feel pretty bad. Yeah, it's it happens. It happens, but uh, sometimes you go buck wild through uh, a couple craters with a rhino, and it doesn't get immobilized, and you're just laughing, right? Yeah, that's it. Sometimes your Duke's a hazard going over that bridge, that's you right. know. That's right. I've corralled Spartans with rhinos, man, just to try and block and buy myself an extra turn so I'm not getting charged. By the Primark and 10 Terminators inside? Inside the Spartan, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, you got to kill yeah. these rhinos first. Yeah. Well, that, that's one of the biggest things, uh, especially with the way that I used to play my uh, Iron Warriors. I, I never really got my hands dirty unless it was with the Iron Circle and Purdy. And any other time, I was pretty much just moving around the board and shooting the shit out of you and kiting and falling back. And if I'm charging you, it's because I'm charging you on my terms. Um, or I'm throwing a sacrificial lamb your way just to try and bog you down so I can get some more units a little closer or move the army away. So it's just, yeah, it'll be interesting to either pick up or change the play style depending on how the army's playing now. Um, Iron Warriors, yeah, they're going to be... They're going to be nasty. Well, the game is going to be fundamentally different, and people are going to have to wrap their head around reactions. People are going to have to wrap their head around the Legion-specific reactions. Yeah. Uh, because they're all they're all tricksy, right? And I think that for, for for a few months, there's going to be some gotchas. And, like, you know, hopefully people will be like, okay, like, my Legion-specific snowflake rule is I can do this. But, you know, it's bound to happen where something's going to happen, and it's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth. Probably right around the time Custodes come out and their fucking reaction is that they win the game, you know? <laughs> For being the Golden it's, Boys, but... it's You're going to have that no matter what, I think. Um, the yeah, biggest, that's new games. The biggest thing is, yeah, play play through the game, crank out, get, get your reps in. Um, if you're playing, you know, well, I played three games in like three months, bro. Hey, you know what? That's cool, man. And I'm glad you got to play three games. Um, play like ten. Because you probably still will be getting those gotcha moments unless you're playing everybody you can and get learning as much about the armies as you can. So, You know, it's, it's funny we're talking about that. Uh, we actually had a tournament last weekend, a practice tournament. That's right. Because, as I've alluded to previously, we got some we got tournament season coming up. Next week is Nemesis, the Gamer's Den event. Yep. The week after is Red Claw Full Auto. And then we have like a three or four week lull before we hit up uh, hometown. Yep. There's you know three three big events in Edmonton, and you know when we talk about Edmonton events, there hasn't really been any since before COVID, so this is kind of a big deal. So uh, we hosted a, a practice day, um, and I have been tearing up the Edmonton Warhammer League with my current Eldar list. I've played the same fucking list for like the last uh, five games, which would be about ten weeks. Um, I've been practicing this list, you know, versus a lot of people. And in the league, I'm undefeated and I've got the most fucking points. So I thought I was top dog. Big boss. Big boss. Big boss, right? And, you know, I've played some other games. I've been doing really well. I show up at the St. Albert Club. I fucking roll some face. People, you know, uh, leave with a bad look on their face because they just got Eldard. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go crush this tournament. So we have this house tournament. And uh, I go 0-3. and three. I lose all my games. And, like, not even fucking close. Well, there was one close game, but it was against one wound Chaos Space Marines. Uh, I lost all my games. Yeah. And part of that was because I didn't have enough reps in against some of the harder armies and the harder missions. 
yeah. you know, Scotty, Scotty, Scotty B is an excellent, excellent admech player. And he plays veteran cohort. Um, and I haven't had enough games against veteran cohort because if I did, I would have remembered how fucking resilient those infantry are. They have a five up inval. And part of that game, I was charging in. I was going to knock him off an objective. I was going to steal an objective for myself. And I, I misjudged exactly how resilient he was and his stratagems. That not only does he have a 5-up involved baseline, one of the big strats for the veteran cohort is you can give someone a 5-up feel no pain. Oh. So, awesome. first turn of the game, I see a very opportunistic charge. My banshees get in there. He pops that strat and starts rolling fives. And I'm like, well, what are you, what are you rolling dice for? Like, I, there's no dice. It's minus four on these swords. Oh, no, they got an infall. Oh, they have a 5-up. That is why you need to get more than, you know, three games in a month. And I have been. But even if you're getting a game or two a week, you're if you're not getting a game or two a week against the right list and the right players, it's true. you're going to experience that. It's true. It's true. I played in the same weekend. I went uh, one and two. And some of, the, some of those games were a little nasty. Uh, I was the guy rocking out one wound Chaos Space Marines. And played some Black Templar and Custodes. And the Black Templar game wasn't bad. I didn't feel it was horrible. Like, I just, I was making the right calls. I was just not as resilient. And then against the Custodes, I got whooped pretty good. I've only played Custodes once. And, uh, yeah, Custodes, Custodes brought the heat. So, um, I got to play Eldar. I think it was the second time I played Eldar. Or seen them on the tabletop, that is. And uh, overall, it was a good game. I, I think it went a little better than I thought, to be honest. I initially was not uh, was not thinking it was going to be a uh, an easy game or or a win for that matter. It wasn't easy either. Like there was there was a, a couple games. a couple big swing points in that in that game. Yeah. When I deep struck my warp spiders in the back and I tried to knock you off one of your objectives. Yeah. And like one of your guys just wouldn't fucking die. It's true. <laughs> that one uh, those obliterators and your ability to hide them and get you know your double shooting off every turn yeah that was very powerful yeah it was well, well, I think the best part there know. is uh, exactly how much shit I've been talking about one moon chaos space marines in the last you know year and for you to post that fucking meme at the end holy shit <laughs> you, know, you know the sad part fucking man like I post so much content to Amazon Warhammer League and like, you know, 10 likes here, 12 likes here. You post that stupid fucking meme, like 50, 50 likes, laugh reacts, love reacts, people oh. messaging me, laughing at me. Yep. Holy crap. I deserve I, that. I deserve that. I recognize a lot of Chaos Base Brain players, and I could tell, man, there was this, like, behind, behind them, right? They were like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta wait, like, a week or two before I can start making fun of them again. Yeah, you gotta wait for uh, sure. I gotta wait till that meme falls down to the bottom of the page until it's forgotten. Otherwise, I'll have to eat more crow. <laughs> oh man, it was good. I think it so. Was, it was great. When one of the things that uh, went wrong for me in this practice session is I built my list to deal with the anti-meta. I have two crimson hunters, and these crimson hunters are masters of the air. They get plus one to hit against flyers, and they reroll wounds against flyers. And when I built this list. Tau was at the top, oh. and Custodes were at the top, and Tyranids were up and coming, and Eldar at the top. The thing about all of those armies is they have very powerful flyers. All of Tau's good shit has fly keyword. Tyranids, they got lots of good flyers. Um, 
fucking Eldar have if you have a vehicle, it has fly. There are like except for Warwalkers, I guess. True. But who's yeah. who's what kind of idiot plays Warwalkers? I do. I'm the idiot. Uh, and I actually I brought a list that was uh, the people I played against. You know, in our in our tournament here. Yeah. No one no one had any flyers really. Like. Well. Not like I was used to playing. So sometimes building for the the meta is important. Um, you actually made a really interesting comment because we were playing and you had a unit of like six or seven chaos space marines. Yeah, six marines. Yeah. And it 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 fucked me because I couldn't kill all six. Um, when I was trying to make decisions, you're like, yeah, sometimes I do weird shit like that. When we're talking heresy, how often have you made like a an anti-meta call or, you know, I guess Dozer Blaze is another one. Where it seems like you're going against the grain here. It's uh, it's interesting, <clears throat> like early on when we started playing, it was, there were Spartans everywhere. There were Spartans and flying transports, like delivering Death Star shit into your lines and pretty much kicking the crap out of you. And I was, you know, I was bolstering up. I was running defense lines or bastions with my Iron Warriors. I had Havocs inside, shooting. It was very, like, static. I eventually said, okay, you know what? Like, I'm tired of these monster units coming in and just kicking the crap out of me. So I ended up making an anti-meta army where my army was designed to deep strike, like alpha strike. This is when Iron Warriors could do that. I had really no... No big lumbering tanks, no Spartans, but my list could very well take one or two Spartans down, and then everything would pretty much deep strike or come on reserves where I needed it. Um, it was really cool when it came out at the time because it was very strong. They ended up, you know, fixing that, but I've never really taken uh, the Spartans in my Iron Warrior lists. I've got a couple Raiders I've really, I think I've only used them maybe two or three times. It's very infantry based for me. Um, where, you know, when you do play some of these armies that have more haywire than they should, uh, it's kind of doesn't feel so bad, right? Because they're like, oh, you've only got, like, one vehicle? And you're like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so their big haywire, you know, um, anti-Spartan, like, unit is kind of useless, which is nice. It's good when things work out like that. Totally. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to be buying this box set. Yeah. Like you said, it comes with 40 Terminators, a Spartan, a Contemptor, and... Sorry, 40 Marines, a Spartan, a Contemptor, and 20 Terminators. 10, ten Terminators. Ten, Holy ten, shit. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are going to see those 10 Terminators, see that Spartan, and, you know... Oh, yeah. Uh, just put that together. And, like you said, maybe maybe the Spartan will return full of, full of Terminators. So. It, it could. It, it can hold more now. Um, so can Rhinos, though, which makes it... It changes a lot of stuff. Like... Only bumping up a little bit seems like, eh, it's okay, but it changes a lot. It changes the way your army and your squads can be made. Um, I, I like to run kind of weird, odd-numbered squads most of the time. I just, I was always doing that to accompany, accompany characters or uh, apothecary, stuff like that. And now that you bumped up stuff, like you can actually bring squads of 10, apothecary or squads of 11 with an apothecary or just max out at 12. There's a lot of freedom, I think, in uh, list building, and 2.0, I think, will just be even more, more intense. So, it definitely will be. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see what people are going to come up with. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I distinctly remember was kind of playing 40k 
back in like 2010 during fifth edition. Oh. And you know, while the internet was still a thing then, uh, at the time it was kind of less prolific for like you know meta list of the month, army list of the month. People kind of just played their dudes, and yeah. you know, and then Grey Knights came out and they broke everything and they were over the top. And then Blood Angels were also the same thing. But there was this brief moment in time when you could actually just come up with the list yourself, play it yeah. because you know, and and it was cool. I hope, I I really hope when people are playing Heresy. They take your attitude and they start kind of thinking for themselves and they play like, hey, actually, you know what? This would be kind of good. Maybe I should play this. Yeah, there's... Uh, rather, rather than fucking, uh, Richard Siegler won this with this list, so I'm going to play his list. Yeah, there's not... There hasn't been anything like that for quite some time. Um, like, Netlist, yeah, okay, you can run Netlist like, if you want to. Uh... It really depends, right? Like you can like you can run Richard's list that he runs, but you may not actually win games with it. And you can take you're not, you're not Richard Ziegler. No, and you can take you can take internet lists if the internet's telling you to take two Spartans and twenty Terminators and sprinkle your assault marines or tac- tactical marines on there, and you're good. Okay, great, like cool. It may not suit you. You may not like that. So it. It's not it's not worth doing, and most of the people are just down to play what suits them based on their the narrative for their army, uh, the like the play style they want to do, the styles of games they want to have, right? Um, it's kind of it's kind of neat and refreshing. Like there is no optimum build. You can get five Iron Warrior armies all together, and I guarantee they'll all be different. They'll all have some elements, right? They'll all probably have a Leviathan or a Venatar or some Iron Circle. And if you don't have Iron Circle, just don't play Iron Warriors. Um, but, yeah, you'll, you'll see similar That's the reason to play Iron Warriors? Oh, absolutely. Iron Circle, they're so cool. They're just so fucking cool. Um, they've gotten better in 2.0. So, like, I, I fully expect to see every Iron Warrior army to have at least three. At least. Um... You're talking about those big battle automata. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got one over here. Yeah, they're cool. I'm looking at one right now on the website. Yeah. Got one of those bastards right here. He's good. He's got five other friends. Huh? They're beefy. They're like almost the size of a Dread Knight. Look at that. Oh, they're... they're not, not quite, but... Not quite. It's it's Contemptor size. Contemptor, yeah, okay. So... Except, except these are essentially Terminators, right? Um... Well, no, they're tougher. They're like straight up. Uh, they're like um, Castellan uh, robots. There in 40k, the equivalent. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they're like a unit of. Uh, you take them in like five or ten or whatever. Yeah, these ones are specifically between one and one and six. Yeah. Okay. So you take five or four, or whatever, something yeah. that works for you. Yeah. Oh, they are cool. Whoever the painter was nailed it. Yeah, they're beefy, so it's it's going to be interesting. Um, that's why I like to play Iron Warriors. I, I like I like guns. I like shock troops. I like my Terminators. I like taking Iron Circle, and I like artillery. I like just. Well, we're back on the subject of heresy here. Uh, throughout, like when they were kind of revamping some of these books, everyone was getting Praetors, right? Yeah. What's a Praetor? From someone coming into it, I see all this. I got no fucking clue what a Praetor is. So Praetor. Equivalent is essentially a chapter master on steroids. 
so they're they're higher than a captain. They're like yeah. they're they're not quite a Primarch. No, but they they're like commanders of the legion essentially. Oh, so is the reason Emperor children don't have one because they have Eidolon? Is they, he essentially a praetor? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Lord Commander Eidolon. Yep. Someone that takes over the force, basically. Um, they all get legions get broken up, right? They have companies, and essentially the companies turn into what are chapters, right? Everyone gets broken up, so. Uh, gotcha. There's a shit ton of companies, a shit ton of marines. Uh, each Praetor can have, you know, can have command over one to four companies or more. It depends, right? There's multiple. Sometimes there's more than just one Praetor. And then there's, you know, the second line captains, which are, you know, step up from their, your line troops and sergeants and stuff. So, And so these Praetors, the Legion-specific ones, some have power armor, some are Terminator armor. Yeah, most of the most of the kits have come out with one of each, one power oh, okay, armor equivalent and one Terminator armor equivalent. Oh, I see. Yeah, Imperial Fist Legion Terminator, Imperial Fist Legion Praetor. Yeah. So for the legions who are missing one, are they expecting to get one, or do they have a character that's already doing that? Like, I, for example, maybe. I, I suspect that they'll still be dropping uh, Praetor models. Uh, it seems like gotcha. everybody kind of was getting that. Um, Everyone was getting that treatment. They were getting the Praetors, they were getting the Contemptor slash Leviathan, and then they were getting something else, a vehicle or some special upgrade on a unit or something like that, right? Um, and there, there's a couple couple that need just a few more little things here and there. But they are, the ones right. they're coming out with are awesome. So. Okay. I think I, I see it now. And the Night Lord's Praetor slaps, dude. Yeah, what it's a cool sick. guy. It's pretty sick. I I like the Night Lord one. Even the Alpha Legion one is uh, pretty legit. Now, in in the box set coming out, you get two character models in your in your shit here. Yeah. What are these character models? What am I looking at? They're basically Praetors. And do you know if uh, like there's a like some kit for them, or like you have to build them according to box art? Uh, I believe that currently um, the only kits are the ones from Forge World, and then whatever is in this plastic box. From there, I suspect they'll probably end up doing some sort of a, a limited kit or like a plastic kit where it'll be multi-piece. They had a lot of. Um, what is it like limited edition stuff that was dropping uh yeah. at events and stuff like that where you could get like oh get the tribune praetor and he's in tartaros and he's all ornate and looking really cool special weapon and stuff and you, like they're essentially build a bear right you can build pra praetors however you want to build them okay any weapon combos that are like legal you can make some pretty gross little mini meat grinders uh obviously the name captains that you can buy and that are in the lore can usually be a lot uh they bring a lot for what they're worth uh some have gone up in 2.0 some have gone down but uh, you know they're always going to play well and have a lot of you know um have a lot of i guess kind of heaviness to them of what they bring through the lore right you can really build your force around a very specific point in time which is nice it's one of the reasons why i think 
2.0 or just heresy in general should be very much left as like pure as it can be. I'd really like to see everybody getting to use the flavor from their legions through special unique characters, name characters, to, to really just kind of amp it up and make things make things how they're like intended. Um, if you're running a World Eaters army, you want to run Karn. Like, yeah, run Karn. You should be able to. Uh, same with, you know, Empress Children. If you want to run uh, Lucius or you want to run Saltarvitz, Fulgrim, right? Like any of these models that we have and we have character sheets for, it's nice to bring them in. Nice to have these battles with the name guys. You can reenact stuff out of the fight. You can do some really, uh, some really wild, some wild stuff. So, was it not common in like Heresy 1.0 to bring some of these name characters? Were they too expensive, depending it's, on the character? It kind of depends on what you were playing, right? General pickup games. It was pretty much every anything went. It was fine. Um, events were kind of half and half. Some were bring anything, it didn't matter. Some were restricted to, you know, no name characters. And then some even went a further step where it was no name characters and very specific unit building. Um, some units were restricted or not even available in certain point levels. And mm. I, I think, I think that was done in a attempt to try and balance out some of the stronger things so it didn't create these feel bad moments but at the same time when you're diluting yeah, yeah. Uh, the, diluting the pool you're, you're you're taking a little bit away from the game itself too you know uh you you never played ninth age right like the the independent spin-off of warhammer fantasy after they killed it no so ninth age was created to be like the a competitive war game and all the individual armies had their own special things but there was essentially when i, when I was playing and I, I can't speak about it now no named characters mm. um and you had to take like so much core so much ranged there was very limitations on like how you could build your army and it ended up sometimes feeling very stale yeah. If you were playing against Wood Elves, you were playing against Wood Elves, and like there was pretty much only one way to build them, you know. And maybe there was some wiggle room, but like once it all get down to the nitty gritty, there was no difference between the armies. Yeah. This Wood Elf is going to be a big block of trees, a little block of dudes, and something else. Um, that's the. And only one thing of the things I, I found was that there was no flavor that these name characters genuinely bring something, whether they're you know overcosted or not or broken or not especially when they unlock like uh detachment changes like you know in old school 40k when you had a biker captain and white scars you could oh, unlock yeah. bikers as troops that enabled an entirely different type of build which was cool to see but for the purposes of flavor i hope that there is uh like a reason to take name characters and unique detachments oh yeah It really, it really depends on ultimately like the type of events and uh, people you want to play. For the most part, I think everybody's on the same page. They want to bring their name stuff. Everyone wants to bring the toys, right? They want to bring the goodies. Uh, I know, like this week, and we talked about this week coming up. We talked about the uh, heresy wrap up, right? About what we're actually going to be talking about and how. Okay, what kind of games are we going to play? Do we want to bring? Warhounds, do we want to 
leave those out. And it was like, let's bring pretty much whatever, except let's leave the Titans at home. I was like, okay, that's fair, right? Like, that's fine. Um, you can still build some really powerful lists and really fun lists. Like, we decided to kind of do like a bluff thing, or not even a bluff, just kind of like show our cards. We're posting our lists ahead of time. So we've been taking turns posting our lists where one of the trader guys will post a list and then the loyalist guy posts their list and we like you keep them you're locked like that's it right and uh that's been kind of fun going back and forth um you know i'm running all infantry no vehicles at all so i've got perturabo a shit ton of tyrant siege terminators and as many terminators dreadnoughts and infantry as i can fit in my army that's it what the heck is a Contemptor Cortis class dreadnought? It's basically a junk version of a Contemptor that's been rebuilt and kind of uh, repaired, like field repairs, and it suffers from uh, doesn't suffer. You can actually overcharge it for certain powers, rage, and everything else. At least in one point, oh, that's what it was like, and it can be very powerful. Actually, they were really good, uh, scary in combat, shit at shooting. But if it got into your lines, you were you were in trouble. Like it wasn't something you could just ignore. You had to, you had to deal with it. Is there models for this, or is this just an entry that didn't necessarily have a model? That's that's basically an entry that didn't have a model that you could convert to make your own. Yeah, you could make your own uh, junkyard contemptor. Yeah, it's not it's not hard. Um, Heresy very much still embraced like the conversion aspects in games. Where I think 40k is going away from that quite uh, rapidly, and it, it comes from their rule set yeah. in in 40k because they actually they they don't want you to make your own kind of stuff. Yeah. It used to be that uh, like things like as Dubriel Vect, that Dark Eldar guy, yeah. that there never was a model for, but like you could make your own as Dubriel Vect Pimp Barge, yeah. and then because there wasn't a model for it, they got rid of the entry. There's, that's kind of a shame. Yeah, it takes away a little bit of the flavor, right? So. I think I think Heresy will still very much have that aspect. You can buy their, you know, buy their pre-done Praetors from Forge World, whatever, or you can convert, do some green stuff work, coding, chopping, using a bunch of other bits, and come up with your own stuff. Which I think that's that's really what sets a lot of uh, a lot of the hobbyists apart between the two systems is. You can have passion and you can rock out and do everything. And both systems do this. Both systems have a lot of passion and everything else. It's just you will notice, I think, armor marks and the little individualist uh, details put onto certain armies more so in Heresy than you might in 40k. And neither neither system is better or worse right they all they all get played and we all have armies and i play both personally for different reasons but uh i i do think yeah heresy is one of those things where the attention to detail is a little bit um perhaps higher without sounding offensive right i don't think that's offensive i think that's it's 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 almost a historical it's 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 close to historical. Um, I'm sure there's many out there who feel that it is very strictly historical. Um, 
maybe right i don't know i it it is borderline right i I also play bolt action and that that shit's historical where it very much gives you a very um narrow spot you can build right if you're playing early war in this operation like there's an army list that this is all you can take at the time and there's nothing for that in heresy Mm -hmm. i know some people have done kind of gentleman's agreement hey we're gonna play early heresy let's just play books one to four or we'll play middle heresy and we'll do books one to six or late heresy. what if your what if your codex didn't come out in book one to four you just can't play your army some some of it like um using uh equipment from those books specifically so like the arcus uh Sikaran, that came out later that was kind of like in a book okay. seven era so you couldn't use that particular technology you'd still be able to use your legion stuff but some guys felt that that was a better way to to kind of play within this kind of era selection uh, myself it's just it's heresy man i think book one the nine play it let it rip anything that's in there is in the game for a reason let it be played however fair enough so yeah i have to admit i've been spending probably too much time on the the forge world website just kind of looking at like some of the different options right like what am i going to add to this maruscara yeah that that's been the question right and i i got you know the the phoenix termies I feel like I need some heavy support, or maybe maybe I don't. Maybe maybe we need some fast stuff. Maybe we need some bikes. Maybe we need some javelins. It's true. Um, it's true. There's I got some dis- decisions. Yeah, you're to gonna make. change. Well, yeah, you do, and you're coming into it at such a good time uh, because there's a whole new range coming out that it's plastic and everything's the newest of the new. It, it's gonna be awesome. Anyone who's just jumping in is going to have a good time. I know they released their uh, like their 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 roadmap today, right? Yeah. Of what's going to come out. So they said that uh, between now and like the end of the year, they're going to have uh, a few different releases. They say a few different models, and they have a couple dates: one for a Mechanicus book, and I think one for like a, an Imperium book. Yeah. Uh, what models do you think they're going to release? Like what? What's next? I, just pieces from the box set in in their own kits. I think you'll see that, but I think you'll see uh, Sakarans coming out. I know they've shown the Leviathan coming out. I really hope there's a Storm Eagle in store for us. I a hope plastic Storm Eagle. Oh, dude, could you imagine? So good. You'd never have to build one of the old resin ones, and you you have two unbuilt. I do. <laughs> what are you gonna do with those? That's just like terrain now. <laughs> uh, I would just post them as OOP. Storm Eagle, man. Tell you what, buy the two off me so I can buy three of the plastic ones. Just shut up, I'm not doing that. Not a chance. <laughs> and then we've got a good deal going on, but... If I'm going to buy an airplane, it's going to be a Solcar Pattern Stormbird. Oh, God. <laughs> it'll, it'll be interesting. I I am eager to see what they're bringing out for new new kits. I hope Predators are coming out. I hope a lot of the uh, a lot of the tanks are getting redone in plastic. It'd be nice. So it would be nice. I I would imagine uh, they'll come up with their Rhino chassis like pretty early, right? 
And if they're bringing out a rhino, that means they might as well bring out a predator because it's all the same. It is. It is. That uh, Demios pattern rhino will be actually on uh, the release on the 18th. It's out. Is that is that coming out with the the release? Yeah. Okay, so like you said, if they got the rhino, they have the predator in plastic. Yeah. When they decide to release it, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I think. Uh... What the fuck is this little butt plug? Sisters of Silence, Karin Pattern, Inquisitor. What? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a butt plug. <laughs> The Sisters of Silence transport. Oh, that this yeah. Little bullet. You see this yeah. thing? This thing is goofy. It's uh, got a kind of a Dune esque uh, look to it. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? So they're interesting in game. They're interesting in game, but it's yeah. Heresy's Heresy's going to be great. Um, I think jumping over and playing Heresy will be a fresh change of pace from 40k but you know that said I, i'm still looking forward to getting my reps in on 40k i've got uh chaos codex coming out soon it's gonna be really good then we'll be two wound chaos marines we won't be able to hold that over our head anymore you know what as soon as chaos space marines come out they're here here folks they're gonna be mediocre they're going to be okay but you know what's gonna be fucking Outrageous. busted <laughs> demons demons are going to be outrageous because and and so, sorry chaos guys games workshop knows chaos players are going to buy chaos no matter what there's a reason why the chaos codex has never been over the top because people buy it because the models are fucking cool because the lore is cool because people love chaos games workshop time. doesn't need to sell more when it's going to be overpowered there, there was a time but that time will never come again they were too scared when 3.5 was out and that book was like the crusher of all ass. Uh, you know, it left a scar on everybody who played at that time. And I think G-Dub just doesn't want to open Pandora's box again because they won't be able to close it. Hey, was that better or worse than 5th edition Grey Knights? Uh, they're like still talked about as like probably one of the best armies of its time. Like, Is that right? 3.5, wow. it was... That army was off. It was off the chain. It was so good to play. Um, a lot of people did just horrific things in the tabletop with that list. So, yeah, I I believe it, but I I don't see the the new chaos book coming out and being. It, it's going to be like Jeans to their cult. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. Just give us okay, and we'll 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 come back and give the Primaris a run for their money. <laughs> or it'll come out and the primaries will get fucking three wounds or something. Oh, well, Gravis, Gravis all has three. There it is. <laughs> so, oh, that'll be good. Well, well, we'll definitely have to uh, kind of keep everybody posted as things progress. We've got a big influx of new heresy players coming in. Um, some are 40k guys, some are never played um, anything but like kind of historical. Some are just jumping in fresh all together it's it's going to be interesting to watch all the armies kind of build up together and uh start rocking out through the slow grow so i'm i'm looking forward to lots of pictures lots of action uh to show um there's a lot of guys who are eager to be painting new stuff so i i think there's going to be 
tons of content coming out in the next little bit. It'll be great. Yeah, you're you're totally right. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna play in that Heresy Slow Grow. I'm gonna keep uh, you know playing and running the Warhammer League. I'm gonna try to do both. Um, and I'm I, I'm gonna try to play Painted for Heresy. There you go. Which is which is a feat, right? You get those new models, you build them, you want to play them. But I'm gonna try to play Painted. It is. That's that's restraint. That'll be interesting to see for sure. For sure. Well, thank you, sir, for jumping on to the podcast with us once more. I do I mean, appreciate it. My pleasure. Uh, please, if you're if you're tuning in, you're listening, and if you're as excited about Heresy as I am, uh, throw your Legion down in the comments if this is on YouTube. Uh, let me know what you're playing and why you're excited to play that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, like, what, what right of war you plan on using? Those are the things I'm curious about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, what legion? What right? Start off some, uh, start some rivalries on the internet. It'd be great. <laughs> there it is. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And uh, until next time, I guess. Yeah, we'll catch you later. Trident Wargaming. Build it. Paint it. Play it.